And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. And Davey, I'm not even going to start pussyfooting around it. Straight up, big massive apology from us here on the We Are Me team. Um, a huge, huge congrats to the Mead Camogie team who have inexplicably qualified for the Glen Diplex Intermediate Championship quarter finals. Um, Davy, last week and the week before, when Mead went to play Kildare, I suppose, in that game that was played in Rathmaline, uh, and Mead won 218 to 8 points, they won it by 10 points or whatever. We were saying, you know, oh, disappointing year and the whole lot. And, you know, it was great that they got the win. They can go into their last game, get a victory in their last game and avoid relegation. Um, little did we know, little did we know that there was still a mathematical chance of the Mead Camogie team qualifying for the quarterfinals. And they've only gone and done it. And it is egg on your face for me and you and a lot of other media outlets around the county because none of us thought that there was a chance that they would be getting into a quarterfinal position. They've only gone and done it. Cork in first, Derry in second, Mead up to third point, third place with a plus six um, score difference. Kilkenny ended up in fourth with a minus six score difference. So Mead and Kilkenny, that was a huge game. Last week, played in last Saturday, played in Rathmaline. Mead knew they needed a massive, massive scoreline to, you know, to put themselves in a position where they would qualify for um the, the quarterfinals. And they only went and did it, winning the game on a scoreline of 313 to 11 points, 22 points to 11. And that score difference of 10 points or 11 points was the catalyst to pushing them into the quarterfinals. And the fact that three teams ended up on six points, Davy Rispin, Wexford uh, getting a tight beating from Derry as well. Um, all the stars aligned, all the ducks were in a row and uh, the Mead Commodes just took out that gun and, and shot it. And um, yeah, massive apology, massive apology from, from myself, you know, absolutely huge. Well, Mickey, I don't think we've ever been happier to be wrong about something, um, yeah. especially you. You hate being wrong. And, um, <laughs> I was I wrong once. It's, it's the happiest. <laughs> I was yeah, wrong once, but that was a mistake, Davey. So yeah, yeah, it's the happiest I've ever seen you about being wrong about something. But, oh, it was class. Um, do you know what, Mickey? It looked unlikely at the start of play. It looked even more unlikely at halftime in that game because they were deadlocked to a Kilkenny at 1-4-7 to and pitted with the fact that they not only needed to win the game but put up a bit of a, 
a score difference. It makes that Barnstorm and second half performance all the more impressive um, with that 311 uh, put up to, or 313, sorry, to 11 points, which is an unbelievable win to seal their passage. Um, incredible second half performance. I don't think anything uh, else describes it but that. And, you know, we've talked about the Rapid Line factor in recent weeks. And ironically, of course, three defeats on the spin. They get into Rapid Line for the last two games and they put up two great performances. Um, it was the old reliable Jane Dolan who sort of spearheaded things Mickey with 1-6 um, along with Aoife, or sorry, Amy Gaffney and uh, Aoife Minogue hitting 1-2 apiece which was uh, sensational contributions by those respective players there was also a couple of points from the substitute Adrian Slattery and Neve Daly got a point but um, I suppose me didn't know what was going on elsewhere they had a job to do themselves they did it to, to an incredibly uh, good degree and then Thankfully, uh, favours went their way elsewhere and results were favourable towards them. And they go in on the crest of a wave now to a quarterfinal next weekend with all the momentum in the world. Bonus territory because this has just come out of the blue, really. Um, and they've got they've got form now. They've come into their own. They've finally got to grips with it. And they're going to be a difficult proposition for anybody. Yeah, they really are. And uh, it is... Kerry and Mead next Saturday at 4 p.m. in Port Leash. That's Saturday the 9th. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a hell of an achievement for them. Like it really is. It's just brilliant that they've gone and uh, sealed their place in a, in a quarter final. The way it worked was the two top teams, Galway topped group one and uh, Cork, they topped group two. And then second and third went into the quarterfinals. So uh, the, the two top teams went straight into the semifinals. So um, Kerry play Mead and Dublin will play Derry, an informed Derry side, it has to be said as well, and uh, uh, for, for places in those semifinals. So just absolutely brilliant. We're absolutely delighted for them. And uh, yeah, that, that the score difference of plus six made all the difference at the end of the day um, against Kilkenny because... Uh, yeah, it's just I'm I'm just delighted for them and, and, and it's egg in our face, but it's 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 the type of egg you don't mind getting in your face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant for them because it, it just keeps that momentum going from I suppose from the lesser championship success um now going into a quarter final of an all Ireland intermediate championship and they have every chance now against the Kerry side who they've played regularly over the last number of years. Um just interesting to see the difference the substitutes make as well, Mickey. There was a triple change at half time, um, and that really sort of sparked me into life. Tracy King, Aideen Slattery, and Neve Daly all were introduced, and Slattery and uh, Slattery um and Daly contributed three second half points between them, which was huge. Um, there was no Christina Troy, which would have been a big loss from the start as well. But you know, some of the players who have been kind of trying to force their way in, the likes of Grace Coleman. Um, did ever so well and, and a really strong performance from the likes of her and a few others but a uh, terrific win and uh, a quarter final to look forward to next weekend as you say yeah and you know we had said about how you know the league campaign hadn't gone too bad and they'd won the Leinster um, intermediate as well and you know we spoke last week how maybe the fixtures the way they came at them they didn't suit them and the pressure was on from the start had they got a couple of the easier games at the beginning, you know, would have given them something to build from. But they came good in the end. And as you said, they've got a quarter final to look forward to. And they've got all that momentum. And, um, you know, going out against Kilkenny with such pressure on them 
to to get the victory um and of course as well to get the the the, the score as well the, to to put them through was 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 absolutely brilliant so well done to the Mead Camogues um and looking forward to seeing how they get on next Saturday as we said in Portlaoise at 4 p.m they will take on Kerry so best of luck to the girls there um in that one speaking of the girls Davy next Saturday as well um if you're on your way home from Portlaoise you can drop into Tullamore because the Mead ladies are out in the All Ireland quarter final and uh, they're taking on Galway at a quarter past seven. That game will be live on TG Car, but I'm sure anybody who's going down to the Camogues will will will, will do the double, Davy, because you may as well pop into Tullamore on the way home for that game as well. I was just going to say, Mickey, I doubt it was. I, I'd say it's a pure coincidence that the fixtures are following so favorably <laughs> because no doubt there was no communication between the two organizations. But we won't go there because we've talked enough about that over the last couple <laughs> of years. But um, it's a it's well, another devil. Yeah, yeah, it's another huge game and another quarter final of an All Ireland, and uh, this this is a potential banana skin. You just feel for Mead, um, because Galway are such a seasoned outfit. Mead are, I think, quoted as, sh- as short as four to one on to win this game, which I I don't really buy because Galway are quite a decent side at this level, and they've been operating out of senior a lot longer than Mead have, albeit with not as much success as Mead have had in the last couple of years. Um, but it's one that Mead need to lift their performance with. Their performance levels were greatly. I think we we've seen them probably labouring over the last while. Um, but you would like to think that just like it was last year with the Armagh game, the quarter final, that this can be the game that can ignite the Mead charge again. Um, and as you say on TV Saturday evening in Tullamore, hopefully good conditions. I think the weather's to be great next weekend. It, it should be conducive to really good football, and uh, we can we can see what the All Ireland champions are all about. But it's going to be a tough test. I suppose, Davy, when you look at it last year, um, they went in under the radar. You know, nobody had given them the credit that they deserve for winning Division Three, winning the intermediate, winning Division Two, um, you know, and and going up to senior. And maybe people were or teams didn't give them the credit that they deserve. But since then and this year, throughout all of their games, they've I suppose commanded the utmost of respect from all of their opponents. Not only that, but they've reinvented the game and every manager out there is trying to do what Mead is doing. And I suppose when you look at Mead's key players, they are every upper uh, opponent is trying to take the opportunity of, I suppose, um, you know, stifling those players. And and that that is going to happen. Mead have a target on their back this year and they're up there to be shot down. So everything is going to be a little bit more difficult this year. Yeah, um, like we've already seen it on on countless different occasions this year between the league and championship that the likes of Vicky Wall and Emma Duggan in particular, and even Emma Troy, I would say to a lesser extent, their influences have been nullified by the opposition teams. Now, I suppose that that enables opportunities for others. Like I, I would pick Orla Lally out, for example, this year. Yeah. I think she's been outstanding, probably our best player of the year so far. Um, and and players like that to maybe try and step into the breach and and you know, do a job in the case of your star, your so-called star players getting getting man-marked or getting taken out of the game, which will happen. And we see it at every sort of level of football. Um, but but if we can get if we can get those two in particular at it and, and driving at teams, I think that will only bode well for me. Um, but undoubtedly last year, you know, we were hunting this year, we're the hunted sort of thing, you know, and uh, it's a different prospect and it's a different 
you know, um, challenge for the for the players and management alike. And I'd say on the on the main, they've done reasonably well because, like, even look to the last day, the Armagh game. The, what were the three points down in the second half? Nine points yeah. to six. They rattled off the last three points. Got a draw. Not at their best. So they're showing fighting qualities, but. I, I think they'll have to show more because now we talked about last week, like this is the business end of the championship, really. It's only kind of kicking in next weekend. So it's important that Mead raise their game significantly because as you as you say quite rightly, other teams are doing that to Mead. So Mead need to match that. Another another thing, Davy, I suppose, um, you know, this Mead team haven't got too much protection from the referees this year, let's just say. Um, for instance, when you look at the Mead Dublin game in the Leinster final, the proportion of frees um for Mead against uh, and against Dublin, like um and for Dublin. Me Dublin committed way more fouls, but you know, I think it was fifty plus fouls. Nobody yellow carded, and yet Mead had uh, one or two yellow carded on the day. So Will, I wonder, will the referees organisation be, for, for the ladies football, be looking at that, you know, and, and, and saying, well, hang on, we can see that teams are targeting the likes of Vicky and Emma um, and, you know, say, well, you know, you're going to have to clamp down on that now because you're going to be on TV and we're getting into the business end of the championship. You would hope so. Unfortunately, things like that are out of, you know, Mead's control to a yeah. large extent. I know... I suppose Eamon has been vocal enough about it over the last number of weeks. And again, you can only hope that your your message is going to be heard and action will be taken. But you're right, as well as on TV, latter stages of the championship, your better referees are going to be refereeing the better games, with all due respect. Um, so you would like to think that the likes of Vicky, Emma and whoever else get the right protection from referees. Um, but But I wouldn't just... I wouldn't just bet on it. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, it is uh, next Saturday at seven fifteen in Tullamore, and um, it's meeting Galway. It's the All Ireland Ladies uh, quarter final, and we wish Eamon and the girls the very best of luck. And hopefully, they will be seeing them in a semi final um, a couple of weeks later. Have you barely the patience to listen to a thirty second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. So, Davy, we'll move on now uh, onto the club scene and this weekend just gone. Um, we ha- we saw the commencement of the Hurling Championships throughout Mead and you have the results from all the games there for us at the moment. 
Yeah, I do indeed, Mickey. So it was a massive uh, night on Friday night because there was a whole host of games in the senior championship down for decision, uh, starting in Group A of the Ted Murtha Cloden and Footwear Senior Hurling Championship, where Ratoth uh, set their stall out with a big 117 to 11 point victory over St. Peter's Dunboyne. There was a huge win for Kiltail in a rematch of last year's decider. They defeated Kildalki by 20 points to 112. So a terrific second half performance from Kiltail gets them off to a winning start against last year's winners. Um, there was a great game uh, between Nafine and Trim, which finished in a draw, a late goal for Trim. Uh, salvaged a point for them in that game. Nafina were outstanding on the night. They finished Nafina 19 points, Trim won 16. Um, and Trim mightily relieved to get out of there with something. Into Group B then, Mickey, um, there was a narrow victory for Clan and Gale, 215 to 16 points over Blackhall Gales. They got a late goal to rubber stamp that victory. Um, and in a really high-scoring game uh, between Klein and Kilmeston, it was Klein who won out 24 points to Kilmeston's 17 points. So a good start for Klein, who won a league title a couple of weeks ago. So they're in really good form as of late. Uh, into the Intermediate Championship then on Friday, in Group A, Drumree had a good win over Wolf Tones, 2-12 to 1-8. Um, and then moving on into Saturday, one game down for decision in Group B of the Senior Hurling Championship. And there was a huge victory for Boards Mill over their neighbours, Longwood. It finished Boards Mill 4-14, Longwood 9 points. So Longwood struggles continuing uh, in Hurling as well as the football at the moment. Into the Intermediate Championship then, Group A, Kildalki, second string, had a four-point victory over Navan O'Matneys. It finished Kildalki, 117, Navan O'Matneys, 16 points. Uh, into Group B, the Intermediate, there was uh, three games down for decision on, on Saturday evening. A uh, draw between Dunham Ashburn and Trim, 115 apiece, it finished in that game. Gail Conum Kills had a huge victory over Kilmesson, 218 to 111. And uh, Kilsgear Moyla had a facile victory over a tote second string, 216 to 11 points. Uh, Junior Hurland Championship Group A, there was one game on Saturday. Um, 2.23 for St. Peter's Dunboyne, nine points for Drumree, so a handy victory for Dunboyne. Uh, Dundry, sorry, and that was it for Saturday. And then there was a few games down for decision on Sunday, predominantly in the Junior Hurling Championship Group A. It finished uh, Kiltail 2.14. Kaline 114 three point victory for Kiltail in that one. In the Junior 2 Hurling Championship Group A, St. Pat's had a huge victory over St. Peter's Dunboyne, 521 to nine points. Clannagale made it a double on the weekend, 418 to 28. They defeated Boards Mill into the Junior 2 Group B. Drumree had a one point victory over Ratmaline, 116 to 115 in that one. And Kildalki had a Easy victory over Kilskir Moyla's second string, 219 to six points. So I think that is it from the weekend's action, Mickey. Cool. Well, I'm just going to bring up maybe the hurling uh, tables and uh, we will. So the key windows will go back here. So the senior group A um, sees, let me see, group, her, group B of the Ted Murtises, Boards Mill, Klein, Clon the Gale, that huge victory. And puts them uh, up there as well. They had a five-point victory um, over. Do, 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 who did they have there? Over Blackhall Gales, yeah. Blackhall Gales, so yeah. Um, on Boards Mill, so uh, uh, and Kalai and all the early star stars in that one. I'll come back to Group A now in a minute. In the Group A of the Intermediate Hurling, it is Drumree and Kildalki with the wins there, uh, putting them um, at the top of the table. Dundry and Rotten Line, did they play Davy? No, I don't think so, Mickey. 
Okay, um, and then obviously in Group B, Kilskier and Gail Colin Kill are at the top of the table with Dunamore, Ashburn and Trim uh, sharing the spoils in their game, 18 points apiece. And then in the K windows, floors and uh, uh, K windows and doors, sorry, uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne and Kiltail have um, have two points on the board there. Navin O'Matney's and Nafina, that game mightn't have been played. So there's two teams there waiting to... Um, to two teams wait, waiting, to, waiting to get off the mark there. Then in the K windows and doors, Junior 2 Hurling Championship Group B, it is Kildalki at the top. Drumree, uh, Kildalki have two games played in that one. Um, Drumree have won, they've got two points. Love Tones have two points. And then Rat Line have two games played, they've got two points on the board. And then Trim have three games no, and no score on the board. Neither have a coat or can skier. So that is the tables for the uh, hurling championships. And um, just on uh, our Loyal Royals podcast coming up this week, you have your All County Football League review, and we have a preview of the upcoming game between Screen and Rathout. That round two game that was postponed earlier in the year that really looks like a tasty one. Now I know at the time we did give a prediction for it. Those predictions could have changed the way the season has gone for both teams. Um, I think both of us at the time may have picked Screen Davy because the third team were down all their county players. We have them all back for this one. It'll be a really interesting one because it is the Davy Byrne Derby. Um, we will also have previews of the Intermediate Championship. We will have previews of the Junior A Championship and we'll have previews of the Junior B Championship that all uh, uh, start off this coming weekend. Um, um, games starting on Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So championship is really kicking off. And when we mention championship, Davey, that could only mean one thing. So we are made team of the week, player of the week, and top scorer of the week are back. And we're delighted to say that the Blackwater Inn, Kells, George and Patricia Plunkett over there in Kells are back on board with us. And they will be doing our player of the week, and our top scorer of the week, as always, and uh, it is the time of the year that we love Davy. This is where it all, you know, uh, uh, it gets going. And we can't wait to be at the games. We can't wait to be reading up on the games, finding out who played well, who did what, who didn't play well, and uh, picking our uh, obviously our teams of the week and our top scorers um, and our players of the week. So um, yeah, exciting times, Davy. Kicking off next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's flown around, hasn't it, Mickey? And obviously with the, the earlier start this year, it almost caught us unawares. But uh, thankfully, with our homework done and George is raring to go as well for another year. Um, yeah, so terrifically looking forward to the start of it next Thursday night, uh, would you believe, Mickey, is the start of uh, the action. Um, and obviously the senior championship is in set to start for another couple of weeks but we have great football coming up in the junior a b and intermediate championships next weekend so exciting times exciting times is right and we were looking forward to picking our uh, team of the week our player of the week and of course the top scorer of the week will pick himself so um all of the corner forwards full forwards and center forwards are now at this moment going to get a, a bag of footballs and head down to the pitch to practice their shooting because uh, it's a handy it's a handy voucher if you can be the top scorer of the week, Davey. Yeah, um, I must get practicing, Mickey, next weekend. Yeah, I'll have a good um, idea by Sunday afternoon what I have to beat. Yeah, do, 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 you, reckon, do you reckon you could uh, pull it out of the bag against uh, Drum Condrath in the first round of the championship? 
I don't know, Mickey. It just depends what they have planned for me. But uh, <laughs> I tell you one thing: it 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 make it handy for us. Or what if you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I'm sure we'd probably have to put in a disclaimer. We've never had anything like this before, and like who's to say with with the likes of I think Mickey Newman on show in Park Talton next Sunday evening after after the likes of our game, um, he could definitely have the say in it again. I know well, he crashed it last year. Well, I know for straight away what you need to score. Um, if we can use eight it, points, eight points, eight get points, get it and get you in close to uh, level with Mickey Newman. Um, and of course, I suppose we should also announce, Davy, that uh, we will be doing the We Are Made Team of the Year as well. We're going to have a massive function um, at the end of the championships uh, this year, where we will be announcing uh, the We Are Made team of the year it will be across all uh, grades but it's going to be just one team that will be picked and it will be all the standout players from each of the championships will be um put their names will be put forward um for the team of the year and of course we will be naming the team of the year on the night day um, another exciting string to our bowl this year yeah because i suppose over the last couple of years, what we've seen is we've seen fellas featuring in the team of the week more than once. Like, just take Aaron Lynch, for example, last year. How many times did he feature in our team of the week? It's made for fellas like that, that, you know, consistently perform week in, week out and give them a bit of recognition. And like, there could be a fella that makes our team of the week twice or three times within a year but he never gets the player of the week on any given week. So it's nearly yeah. a reward for him performing consistently well. It's going to be hugely exciting. It's going to be very difficult to pick because you know firsthand, we know firsthand how difficult it is to pick one of those every week. How are we going to pick it after, you know, seven, eight rounds of action? It's going to be great. There's going to be plenty of debate. We'll probably look for a little bit of inspiration from our listeners as well. So um, watch this space. It's going to be a hugely exciting thing. And a chance for people maybe to have a bit of a, a night out possibly at the end and you know our, our listeners to come and enjoy um a bit of crack on the night too so there's huge potential with this yeah there really is and there's going to be a night out for anybody out there who listens to the podcast you'll all be more than welcome to come to this night out we will be bringing a charity on board as well and we'll announce that in the coming weeks but um yeah it's uh it's it, it's it's going to be brilliant. So and again, we want to thank the Blackwater Rain and Kells, George and Patricia Plunkett, uh, for their continued support and for allowing us to be able to do this for the club player out there across the whole of County Mead. So um, delighted to to have them on board. Um, Davy, I suppose it's time now maybe to uh, kick into our usual uh, segment of the lottos because that's the big one, I suppose. It's not 200 million euro um, around any of the clubs in Mead, but um, you probably have a better chance of winning one of the club lottos than you do the Euro Millions. Yeah, exactly. Um, I only have a handful this week. PROs have had a rare week off. Um, but the first one is from my own court in GFC, Mickey. Uh, results from the first, which was uh, Friday night, 9,800 euro for jackpot. Wasn't won. Uh, 6, 8, 17 and 30 were the numbers. 520 euro winners were Kenny Henry, Sheila Doran, Holly English, Jeanette Collier, and Lucas and James Nevin. Um, we move on to 9,900 next Friday night at courtinga.com forward slash lotto. There's always also going to be a hamper available as well. So that'll be a nice consolation prize for anybody. Um, Navino Matney's um, 
one of the biggest in the county at the moment. 15,000 uh, is their next draw on the 5th of July, which is Tuesday night. Uh, the results from last week's uh, lotto, 14, 16, 18 and 26. No jackpot winner. Phil and Marie were the match three winners. No second name for them. Um, you can Google uh, Clubspot Navina Matinees or download their app to play their weekly lotto. Gail Column Killer next in, and uh, they had no winner either from uh, last week's draw 6, 25, 26, and 27. 12,000 euro jackpot. Uh, no winners. There was two match three winners who share 150 euro between them. They were Ethan McKenna and James Flanagan. They go again um, next Thursday night, I believe, with 12,000 again. That's it. That's all you have, Davy. That's it. Okay. Well, we have the usual too. Um, by the way, you're saying about Navin O'Matney's 15,000. It's absolutely incredible stuff. But Kilmainham Woods at 17,000 still is mad. They still haven't got in contact with us, have they? To let yeah, us know that to let us know that we've won it, or to let us know, um, you know, to give them a plug. Well, we're going to do, do that anyway. Each week we'll give them a plug, um, and uh, maybe they'll get back in contact with us. But I have the usual two central stents. <coughs> uh, you can do it on the Smart Lotto uh, or True Smart Lotto. You can go to any of their social media pages, and you'll find the link there. Um, their lotto was not won last week, and it is fourteen hundred euro this coming week. Uh, and in from Jelly. Uh, Simonson's lotto last uh, Friday night was not won. It was €2,150. Match three numbers uh, were Henry Kerr of Or Hayden, Gary Lyons and Loretta O'Brien. The numbers drawn were 6, 13, 20 and 26. We had two of them, Davey, but we just... No cigar for us this week. Um, also, he follows up with, oh, sorry, next Friday, July the 8th, it's 2200. You can play online or through the club's app app or go to any of their social media pages and you will find it. And that is a lovely link, link into our Instagram interactive because he's followed it up with uh, this is an updated League of Ireland table as of July the 1st. Two massive games in hand to try and close the gap on Shamrock Rovers to make the type make a title race of it. Mond Town. And uh, he sent me a picture of the uh, League of Ireland Premier Division. Shamrock Rovers are top of the table with 51 points. Dundalk on 41 points, but with those two games in hand are uh, are just behind them. So they could bring it back to a four-point uh, uh, a four point deficit if they were to win their two games in hand. And Derry City are out of the race at this stage. They have 40 points with 22 games played, Davy. So... Um, yeah, um, do you reckon Dundalk, the town, uh, the town win their two games in hand and, and come back at Shamrock Rovers? No, I don't think so, Mickey, because Jack Walsh is uh, waxing lyrical about Rory Gaffney's wonder strike for Rovers on Friday night against Finn Harps, um, which uh, put them clear at the top of the league. I think it was 1-0 to Rovers, tough game. Um, but Rory Gaffney, who I think is a Donegal man originally, uh, popping up with a winner for Rovers on home soil in uh, in Finn Harp. So Rovers doing doing the needful. Yep, doing the needful. So that's the soccer and done with. We'll go on to the proper part of Instagram Interactive now. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. 
Automora also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automora dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Yeah, Rhys Maguire uh, reckons that St. Michael's are now the best team in North Mead. He said, facts. Uh, would you consider Kells to be North Mead? You would, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, um, you absolutely would. Um, and Wolf, Wolf Tones. <laughs> and Wolf Tones would be North Mead as well. Um, who else? Uh, Karna Ross. Karna mm, Ross are up there, but they're a level below them, I suppose. T- uh, I tell you what, you'd, you'd have them, genuinely, you'd have them in the top three behind um behind Kells and, and the tones at the minute. Yeah, yeah, you would. Like uh, is there anybody else that would take that mean hill? Um John Condrit, um Nobber, um I'm just trying to say Bridget's Moila, any of them up there. Okay, okay. Old, Ca- Old Castle. Old Castle. I'd have Michael's ahead of Old Castle right this minute, but yeah, good ah, show. Okay, okay, okay. It's one for the power rankings in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Absolutely, now you said. Yeah. Zach Griffin says Adam Muldoon letting his man score one five in the Hurland Championship. Oh no. Well, hang on, did he say he let him? Oh, that was nice of him. Yeah, he, that, that was, was very him. generous of him. Yeah. yeah. yeah but lads, him. the the team of the week and top score of the week doesn't start until next week. So if you're gonna let your man do it, wait till next week, please. <laughs> <laughs> he might give you a share of the voucher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what'll happen next. We'll have we'll have match fixing, we'll have a corner forward and a corner back. <laughs> He'll say, right, I'll give you 25 euro if you let me score 2 5 on you today. Yeah. Um, Robert Perfield says, any word on other nominees apart from Bernie Flynn? Um, David, we've, we've kind of heard a load of different names um, since that. Um, you have a list of them we, we wrote out that we've heard. Yeah, I, I, I've heard these names were nominated and I think by being nominated, you allow your name to be nominated, basically. So you can't just, I can't just nominate you without your permission early to do so. But the names I've heard um, have been Maliki O'Rourke, uh, obviously Bernard Flynn is one that we've known from an early stage. Colm O'Rourke's name I've heard, Cahill uh, Brick, um, Michal Eamon McDermott. Michal McDermott, Eamon Fitzmaurice. Yeah, I hadn't officially heard that Eamon Fitzmaurice was nominated, but Deck F. Dunn says mm. Eamon Fitzmaurice looking like the next to me manager. So maybe he knows something that we don't, but his name does seem to be cropping up quite a bit. I suppose um, you'd like to think that we'd have a manager in place for the commencement of the championship, uh, which is Thursday night. Um, Baron is something extraordinary and they announce it in the next day or two. Um, I don't think it's likely. So maybe they're they're holding off for a week or two um to interview all these men and see see who the likely candidate is. But like it really does need to be sorted as quick as possible, if if, if you ask me. Yeah, because my fear as well is that like in the last week alone, you've had two big counties, Division 1 counties in Monaghan and Mayo, both having positions vacated by James Horne and Seamus McEnany, which means the same names like Malachy O'Rourke, like Eamon Fitzmaurice, are going to be mentioned alongside those names, or those jobs. 
Um, so you would hope that the, the three-man committee of Sean Kelly, Conor O'Donoghue and John Kavanagh, and I'm sure they have, have been making positive inquiries and probably having a few interviews with fellas. Um, but I suppose testament to what those fellas are doing, there's no leaks, which is great that nearly nobody knows what's happening or who's in the running or anything like that. So I, that's the way it should be. And, and hopefully we'll all get a nice surprise some morning when we wake up and we find out there's a new meat manager, whoever that could be. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That is another thing that needs to be commended. I suppose everybody is just sitting back and not hearing any um, any rumors that have weight behind them or whatever. There's no leaks, as you said, so people are probably worrying. But this is something I think that needed to go uh, under the radar and be kept within a small group of people, as you named already: Sean Kelly, Conor O'Donoghue, and John Kavanagh. And um, you know. And they're the ones that need to keep that tight and, and, and make sure that this is all uh, uh, done properly, the I's dotted and the T's crossed, and then we'll have the announcement uh, soon. And I suppose, like there is, look, we've spoken about it, Andy McIntyre spoke about it in all his interviews recently, there are divides within the county board and stuff like that. So um, there's there's a lot going on that needs to be sorted and fixed. And, and the first thing that needs to be done is the managing team. So yeah, um, kudos to them for, I suppose, you know, keeping everything under wraps for the moment. I have, I have a very lengthy Instagram interactive from John Kelly, Mickey, which I'll read out. Um, and we might discuss it then in length. Um, he said, Fitzmaurice McDermott looked like the two for Mead. Fitzmaurice would be the outstanding choice. He's won four All-Ireland titles as a manager, one as a selector, three of the four underage All-Irelands, two Hogan Cups. He's won 36 titles as a manager from schools, senior, junior. He's a born winner. Fans worried about McDermott won county titles, but in poor championships like Clare Limerick. Interestingly, he doesn't mention Meath, but um, or you Cavan. know, or Cavan exactly. Um, McDermott didn't do well with Parnells in Dublin, or Gary Castle in Westmead, or the Clare job. Couldn't get Clare promoted from Division Four in three years. Lost to Waterford in the Championship first year. Second year under McDermott, Clare finished sixth in Division Four, dreadful league, and lost all Championship matches in year three. Cork and Kerry hammered Clare in the Championship by forty-three points together one zero qualifiers at Clare. McDermott record was seven games in the championship with Clare, six losses, one win, only one win in the championship. Fitzmaurice would be the inspirational choice, outstanding choice. Um, went for Longford, I think this is regarding Neil McDermott again, went for Longford, Cavan Jobs, wasn't picked. He hasn't managed inter-county in 10 years. Um, he says Mead manager is massive decision for the next Mead manager is massive decision for Mead football. Fitzmaurice Morris is one of the outstanding managers of his generation, an excellent appointment. Mead fans I would talk to would be delighted with Fitzmaurice, but not happy with McDermott. McDermott is a very good club manager. No evidence he is a top class inter county manager. Everyone knows Fitzmaurice is one of the best inter county managers in the country now and for the last ten years. No disrespect to Michael McDermott, he is a great guy, but Mead. Fans Fans are worried how he struggled with Parnells and Gary Castle. Um, I apologies if I am harsh on Mihal. He is a very good. Uh, he's with a very good club. 
but the next Mead manager is the most important appointment in modern day Mead football history. Need top class inter-county division one manager. Fitzmaurice is that and much more best manager in Ireland. Fitzmaurice CV is Kerry manager, one All-Ireland, six Munster titles, one division one, one All-Ireland selector. Also managed Kerry to under 21 Munster title um, club. Two Hogan Cups, um, lots of Kerry Schools titles, etc., etc. He says, sorry for all the text, guys. I wouldn't text for a while after this. I've taken up too much of your Instagram already. No, absolutely brilliant. And uh, message us anytime you want. Um, I don't think that he is being harsh on on Michael McDermott. Um, You know... Michael McDermott is, or Michael McDermott is an absolutely brilliant manager. There's no doubt about that. But as he says in his message, this is the most important managerial appointment that Mead have made in 40 years, easily 40 years. We have a, a crop of players coming through over the next number of years that are very important to the, I suppose, the, 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 the progress that Mead need to make and the, the, the improvements that they need to make. Um, it, the manager that's coming in is a quick fix, so it is. And it's a bridging a gap between all these underage teams that we have coming through and all these great underage players that we've coming through and the current crop now. So we do need a massive, massive appointment. I'm not saying Michal McDermott wouldn't be a massive appointment, but I think that Eamon Fitzmaurice would be. As he said already, you know, 36 titles this man has won. Um, you know, he's done everything in, uh, in, in Gaelic football. And even like his, his, his message there has me, has the hair standing on the back of my neck thinking about it. Like, um, it is so important that we get this right because we do, from what we've heard over the last number of years, is that. All these underage teams, the management management will be carrying on right up until under 20s, development squads at under 18 and 19 and all that. And then eventually that maybe they will take the job at some stage as a senior manager. So it's massive that we get or to get a buy-in from it's massive to get a get a buy-in from the players. You're going to need someone like Amy Fitzmaurice to come in. And um, would we get the buy-in from the players if Michal McDermott was to take over? I'm sure we would. New manager would get his bounce, there's no doubt about that. And Michal McDermott would do a great job. But I think to bring us to the next level, Davy, I think that Eamon Fismaris is, is a huge, huge shout. And if his name is being touted about and that he is going in for an interview with them, uh, I just, after the interview, give him the job. Like, uh, I, no offense to Colm. No offence to Carl O'Brick, no offence to Michal McDermott, no offence to any of the other names that were mentioned, uh, Bernard Flynn, any of those. I just think that if you want the current crop of players that are there to buy in and maybe get that extra percentage out of them, that you know, someone like him is Fitzmaurice is, is the right fit. Yeah, I, I look at I wholeheartedly agree with that. I actually think John is being a little bit harsh on Michal though. Um because he talks about his failures with Parnells and Gary Castle. Oh, right, yeah, but he, yeah. he doesn't really recognize the success that he's had in, in multiple. Absolutely. Counties. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's 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 a proven winner as well. And if he was appointed in the morning, I don't think I could say I'd be disappointed with it. And as you say, it is going to be a stepping stone as such, and it could even be like a two-year 
job initially for whoever. We haven't talked about Kyle O'Brick, who seemingly potentially has thrown his name in the ring. And if that's to be the case, does that sort of streamline things a little bit more than maybe what we'd hope for? In an ideal world, I'd be with you. I'd have Fitzmaurice there for as long as it takes or, he, he you know, it works for. And then you'd have Kyle O'Brick or, and or John McCarthy to come in possibly after that to, to continue on and take their fellas on. Um, but it's not a slight on me on McDermott whatsoever. I think the job no. he's do- done and is doing at the Wolf Tones, um, and I don't think it's fair. You could judge him with a poor Clare team ten years ago to the to the team Clare are now. We'll say because back then they were Division Four side and a pretty poor one at that. So I don't think he had any great failure there. Um, so yeah, look at he's in he's in the ring and and best of luck to them all. And at the end of the day, the three man committee you are all good football men they'll pick the right man and you know they won't they won't kind of leave no stone unturned without doing so so I'd have every faith in those but I'd agree with you Mickey Emmett Fitzmaurice would be the number one target if he's obviously willing to take the job yeah 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 exactly like uh, is it wishful thinking or is he yeah you bringing you know bringing Alex Ferguson if we're going to put on wish lists and stuff like that but uh, uh, Arsene Wenger you know bringing you know these are but if Eamon Fitzmaurice is available yes um, it'd be a great coup for me to to bring him in I think um, you'd see a, a great kick out of the lads uh, that are there at the moment and again it's no slight on Andy or anything like that we've already spoken highly about Andy and how maybe the events of earlier this year or la- late last year um, may have, you know, also uh, uh, been a part of what happened this year. But um, yeah, look, it, it, it's onwards and hopefully it's upwards as well. Yeah, Shane Mangan uh, finds the humorous side in uh, in the messages from John Kelly. He says, the fella copying and pasting Eamon Fitzmaurice's whole Wikipedia page into the comment box. <laughs> um, probably was a little bit of that because as good as John is, I'm sure with his knowledge, he probably doesn't know all of that stuff off the top of his head about Eamon Fitzmaurice, but still read well. <laughs> yeah, and he's done his homework as well. Fair play to you, John. Um, great stuff. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Uh, lucky to be working his next in, and he said Sean Duggan Hurlan fan. Oh, he must have been at a hurling match on the weekend, was he? Yeah, I'm well, sure he was probably sporting his, his local Kiltail. Was, maybe. was lucky to be working, uh, doing a bit of reconnaissance. Was he down there in the head or something and saw John, uh, Mr. Duggan? I don't know, did you see Lucky to be working's new track that has uh, landed, Mickey? I don't know, did you catch that now? I did, yeah. Very good, about yeah, the fence, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, the electric fence. Yeah. 
I could see okay. that skyrocketing to number one. Uh, I think it'll. I, I don't think it's it's Kate Bush just yet, so it's not. <laughs> um, he also says Blackhall are free against Manalvi on Tuesday evening, lads. I think that's a Premier Championship game between Blackhall Gales and Manalvi this Tuesday. Will, will he be talking out? Will he? Yeah, he might need a little bit of encouragement, but um, if there was ever a game that he tug out, and I'd say it'd probably be that one. Ah, lad. <laughs> um, and I think that's it from this week's Insta that's it from this week's Insta alright well uh, obviously all the lads are in championship mode and um, maybe there's extra trainings and stuff being put on at the moment but um, uh, uh, there's, it's a quiet week in Insta this week but I'm sure after uh, the weekend coming up when we get the Junior B, Junior A, and Intermediate Championships uh, kicking off. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of talk to talk about on next week's Instagram. And uh, best of luck to all of the teams that are taking the field Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday of next weekend uh, in the championship, in the football championship. That is, of course, the Hurling Championship already kicked off or threw in last weekend. So uh, best of luck to everybody who's involved uh, in all those championships. On our Loyal Royals, of course, this week, we're going to have All-County Football League review of that one, or sorry, review of last week's games. And of course, the preview of the one game that takes place um, next Tuesday night. That is um, the game between Rathoughton Screen, that postponed round two game. Um, in the Davy Bird Derby. We'll have um, previews of all of the championships as well coming up over uh, next weekend. So um, do stay tuned on our Loyal Royals podcast. That's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead for that one. And again, we're delighted to have the Blackwater in George and Patricia Plunkett over there in Kells back on board this year for our Player of the Week, Top Scorer of the Week. And uh, we will also be announcing our Team of the Week each week as well. And um, yeah, I think is 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 that about everything? Oh, I forgot to mention, David. I forgot to mention Peter Duffy. Has he been in contact with you at all recently? Mm, he dropped me uh, a line on Instagram Interactive that just didn't get by the censorship. But yeah. Oh, there was. I suppose put in a couple of bleeps or something there. But no, there no, too. it's it's not actually about him either. So no, I'm not not going there. Can can you give us the premise of it? I'll tell you off air, Mickey. I'll tell me off air. But I just wanted to, I just was wondering if he was getting in contact or whatever, because he can now count himself uh, very lucky. There's there's actually football in the family now, Davy Sinneris. Um so we now can say that Peter Duffy is related to a footballer. Um, so we can, you know, that old adage that he that lad's not even related to a footballer. He actually is now, because his sister, Eva Duffy. Married Kieran O'Malley, an extra tote man, uh, lives in Muller in County Cavan, manages Drummalee, has managed many as a team around Cavan as well. Well, Eva and Kieran O'Malley, they tied the knot uh, only last weekend in the Errigal Country Hotel down there in Cootela in Cavan. So Peter Duffy is now officially related to a footballer. Not a bloodline, Davy, but at least he can take some solace from it that there is football in the family now my god of almighty is there any chance they might come simon sounds direction and maybe peter duffy can feck off somewhere up the road because <laughs> it clearly isn't working there <laughs> yeah well, look we want to say congratulations to eva and to kieran o'malley and of course to uh peter duffy now uh, as well because uh, as we said 
he'll be able to use that one from there on going forward that it is actually related to a footballer. Well, that's it from this week's We Are Mead uh, podcast and uh, We Are Mead, why it matters more.